1: Welcome to the Boss Hog of Liberty podcast. This is episode number two hundred seventy-seven. Dakota's favorite podcast, two seventy-two. I'm, I'm I'm just wishing time away. I'm trying. <laughs> it was me secretly hoping this election was finally over, Dakota. Uh, <laughs> me too. <laughs> I'm Jeremiah Morrill. Today we are joined by executive video, audio producer, engineer Zach Burcham, and making his triumphant return, my forever co-host, Mister Dakota Davis.
0: Today's episode is the sheriff. Uh- the sheriff's episode in the candidate election series that for the general election, uh, both of these gentlemen are running for the sheriff for Henry County, Indiana. We have uh, John Sprouls here running on the Republican ticket. And then Mr. Landon Dean is running as a Democrat, uh, we're excited to have both of them on. We're going to be talking to them about everything to do with the sheriff's department, in Henry County, uh, namely their leadership styles, their policing philosophies, Um, there are funding and budget constraints that are, that, uh, they foresee in the department's future. And, uh, I'm sure we're going to get into all kinds of other stuff. So, uh, make sure you stick around. It's going to be an information packed episode. This show is about our lives in rural Indiana. We're here
1: to push your boundaries and make you think as individuals. Sometimes we'll provoke you. Other times we'll make you laugh. But hopefully you'll always learn something new. If you're watching live, I promise that we will keep you updated on the Colts game because we're watching it right over Landon's shoulder. The poor guy picked the wrong seat because we're all going to be looking through him to watch the Colts lose to the Broncos tonight. I'll pay attention to
0: you, Landon. Thank you.
1: <laughs> we, uh, we just did about 20 minutes on, on Patreon. Uh, that's where the extra bonus coverage is. So if you want to get to know us a little bit better, if you want to be one of the folks that actually makes this show uh, happen and gets it on the air all throughout the year, uh, you can sign on to uh, patreon.com slash boss hog of liberty. Contribute any amount per month you'd like. Uh, but if you donate $50 or more a month, uh, we get n- mentioned, name dropped at the top of every episode. We'll promote you. If you're just an awesome person, cool. If you've got a business connection, we're going to help sell that too. So, Anthony Meyer, he's been with us for many years.
0: Anthony has been trapped in Morris, Illinois for a week. He has. Poor Anthony. uh, Still continuing his support, even though he's got thousands of dollars in repair bills for his big rig truck. So, that sucks. But we appreciate all of your support, Anthony. Then then we have Mr. Jonathan Phillips, our favorite car dealer in the continental United States. That's all he is to you? Any (laughs) more Buick GMC? He's also Henry County Sheriff's Reserve.
1: So he's, I true. know he's tuned in already. I could see that in the, uh, in the chat. John's watching already. And then the incredible, awesome Christy Avery of Fort Wayne, Indiana. Uh, I got to see Christy over the weekend. We helped open the, uh, the new wall Lucky Indianapolis you. studio, uh, at, uh, Harry Price's, uh, facility. And, uh, Christy was out there helping to, uh, helping to paint the walls in the new wall studio. So
0: beautiful. Awesome. Also, awesome uh, person. We also need to thank Wyland's Flowers, the Slick Pickle, and Big Bounce Inflatables. They are your sponsors for the candidate series before the general election. Uh, We want to thank all three of those businesses for all of their support. They have sponsored every single candidate series that we have done on this show. Uh, We're super appreciative of them. And um, you know, anytime that you hear us mention a sponsor on the show, then you helping them helps us. And uh, we are super, super thankful for them. And we're happy to help them as well because all bus- all three of those businesses are just top notch. Uh, and
1: finally, we do have one network sponsor. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Iconic Insurance. 15% of Americans are left to find health insurance on their own. You might be overwhelmed, lost, or frustrated. And if that's you, feel in control of your health. With Matt Allen's help, call- visit iconic-insurance.com slash libertarians to get started. All right, Dakota, that's all the
0: business we have to take care right. of. The baton is yours. All right. Um, so we're going to be going back and forth between you guys. Um, first of all, we want to give you guys a chance to tell the voters a little bit about yourself, um, why you decided to run, what your background is, and all that sort of thing. Uh, Landon, why don't we go ahead and start with you?
2: All, all of that at once. Okay. Yeah. All right, well, I'm 58 years old. Um don't look at day over 53. I don't feel like I'm over 40, so. <laughs> but I have, I have three kids, all of them adults now. Um, four grandchildren. I'm hoping for more. Uh, I still live in Knightstown. I've been at the Henry County Sheriff's Department for 25 years. Little, little more than that. Uh, six years before that, I was the Shirley Town Marshal. Um, and at the same time, the, about the last 20 years, I've been working at the, as the, uh, Town Marshal on a very part-time basis. Um, do they
1: still allow dueling down around Cadiz? No. Okay.
2: Nope.
1: <laughs> uh, you not, never know. <laughs> There's laws against that. <laughs> there is, yes. Listen, is the town marshal's with us, so you do and, what you want. And it's a very part-time
2: job, so, um, the county helps out there a lot. Um, I've been on various boards and initiatives around the county. I can be more specific later if, if we want or now. Um, and, um, in the notes it said that you wanted to know about why we wanted to be sheriff is that what we want to talk about that now well i i've known that i wanted to run for the sheriff's office for several years like i said i've been on the department for 25 years um i worked for some amazing sheriffs Uh, the sheriff that hired me was harold griffin and after him was uh, kim cronk and then uh butch baker and uh now um rick mccorkle and uh I cannot hardly find anything bad to say about those guys and their personalities, but I've had the great advantage to sit and watch the department. And I've always been sitting on the sidelines saying, man, I would do this different. I would do that different. And, um, uh, I've, I've learned a lot from those guys. The, the time I've been there and, uh, sometimes, uh, quite loudly i've learned a few things from a couple of the sheriffs but um i i think that's a real advantage and and i I respect respect them all even though i may not always agreed with them very long but um i made up my mind for sure eight years ago when rick won uh his first time that i was definitely going to run in eight years and uh I've really not hidden that from anybody, and it's just kind of been the plan. Um, I've put myself out there in the public. I've served on these boards. Um, the public's seen me, uh, make some mistakes, and they've seen me how I act under pressure. And, uh, and I think that, um, most of them, most of the people are really happy with that. So, um, I'm ready to be sheriff. I think it's, uh, if there's such a thing as my turn, you know, I heard, uh, Rick McCorkle say, "Hey, it's my turn. I've done everything else at the department. I want to do that, and I kind of think uh, I, I would like a turn at it. and uh, And I have a lot of a lot of ideas that that I'd like to change some things. Um, a lot of ideas that um, need to be changed. Um, and uh, what, I can go into more detail later. I'll yeah, give sure John, a chance to talk.
1: I'm sure, the conversation will take us there. Okay,
3: John, tell us about yourself. All right, I'm 47 years old, and I am married." to the most beautiful woman in the world.
1: Well, you're going to cause some other people to <laughs> get upset. My, uh, my, 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 I'm telling you, my wife's in Georgia right now getting pissed.
3: <laughs> so we've been married for almost 28 years now, and uh, we have four children, two boys, two girls. I uh, graduated from high school in 1993. I know a lot of people think that I graduated cum laude, but I actually only graduated thank the laude. So... <laughs> Um, and so I went to work right out of, right out of high school because I had already bought my first house, uh, before I graduated from high school on Bundy Avenue, uh, here in Newcastle. And I had bought a new Mustang 5.0 GT convertible. So I didn't really have the option of going to college. I had to get to work immediately, uh, to figure out how to pay for those. Uh, but a neat little side note, I still own both of those. Oh, and um, both the
1: house and the car. Yes,
3: correct. Correct. Yes. Um how's that, the car? Zach's a car guy over here. Yeah, the so how's car, what kind of shape's the car in? Oh it's it's immaculate. It's it's sitting in the garage. I haven't driven it for a long time. Oh yeah, it's it's as pretty as it was new. It was the last of the Fox body. And it was the you know, the vanilla ice five yeah um red, black top, shells, yeah, the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, oh, man. oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's great. Uh, so I immediately started building houses and churches, uh, quickly founded Sproles Corporation, which is a multi-state design build, church building company. It had always been my passion to be in law enforcement. And uh, when I turned 21, I joined the Henry County Sheriff's Department as a reserve in 1996. I was sworn in as a um, as a reserve. In fact, I, I think, when did you come on, Landon? Because I think I remember in the the year of the old jail, you come in and I said, are you the new guy from Shirley? Am I remembering that right? Did you, you come are. In? That is yeah, correct. Yeah. Yes. Yep. You remember that? That was the same year. Yeah. That's a long, that's a long yeah. time ago. Uh, so I, I made the decision just to join as a reserve because I'd quickly realized the opportunity to expand uh, the building company. And um, I was making good progress with that, so I just thought it's best to just continue focusing on building the company and just serving as a reserve at the Sheriff's Department. I served for several years as a reserve, and then I felt it's best to go ahead and step away, focus on, on uh, my church building company. It was a hard decision. I, I remember I cried. This is almost funny. I cried for days when I gave my badge up. <laughs> My, my wife, she um, she thought I was, I mean, she knows I'm crazy now, but that was when she first began, I think, to realize there's something wrong with this guy. Uh, but but I, I got over it, and uh, I, I knew that it was the Lord's will to focus on church building. And um, so I poured all my efforts and skills into growing our company. We went from being just me and my dad doing all of the work to having many full-time employees over the years, and and it's been almost thirty years now uh, that we have that I've owned and operated this company. We have provided uh, jobs for several hundred people. Uh, built nearly a hundred church projects plus houses. Um, I remember we uh, it was all about sales and 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 pushing for sales. And I remember we broke a uh, million dollars in sales first time in two thousand and one. And our company budget has ranged from that over to over six million of annual sales, and uh, we've survived some tough economic times for the building industry, uh, including the Great Recession of 2008. And um, I, I like to make this note because it's important. Um, I have not woke up one day in nearly 30 years now without a, a building project under construction. Um, so I most certainly have experience, uh, ups and downs financially with the company. I have fallen on plenty of hard times financially. It's, uh, owning a company is not easy. Um, I've never filed bankruptcy personally or, uh, corporately. Um, but, uh, you know, a building company, it, it, it kind of flows with the, um, the, econ- the economy. So, um, but I, but I'm, I'm proud of fighting through the rough times. Uh, there have been years that I had to quickly figure out how we're going to shave 700,000 or a million out of your budget. And I say this because it's, it's very important in regard to the, the sheriff's department, uh, and looking forward to, to that. Um, that is not easy. Um, so I have experience in, in budgets for sure and um, having to navigate with, you know, in the construction industry, you're, you're up and down, up and down. Um, so let me move to my next page. I have 15 pages of introduction. <laughs>
1: we, don't, we just, we just oh, need the baseline, oh, and we'll, we'll, the baseline. Fill, okay. we'll fill the gaps in throughout the conversation. Uh, you don't, no, have to, you yes, don't have to read it yes.
3: all, Um So, so let, me, let me wrap it up here for you. A little over 10 years ago, I, I felt clear that the Lord wanted me to start a Christian school. So, I founded Heartland Christian School. Um, we have gone from zero to over 200 students now, and we've grown every year. And we have a waiting list, and we are in the design phase of building a new high school building. We bought the the uh, property just north of the school, and so soon we should be building a new high school building. I want to make something really, really clear because I hear a lot of talk. I try not to watch all of the the chatter and the goofiness on on Facebook. But something that I, that I do want to point out here, um, I, I'm the founder of the school, but um, I, I, and I own the building. So I'm the founder and I own the building. I was a school board member for seven years. I have no financial ties to the school at all. It is a uh, 501c3 organization. Um, I have never received a check from Heartland Christian School uh, to me personally. It has gone the other direction. I have never charged or charged them rent for using my building. So I see all this stuff on, uh, you know, all this talk about yes, you know, Sproles' school. It's not Sproles' school. It's Heartland Christian School. It's its own uh, thing. So I don't own the school. I, I own the building. So nearly six years ago, I joined the sheriff's department as a reserve again, and uh, I knew I was right in the center of God's will, and I was so excited. But I quickly realized especially coming out of uh, many years of owning my own business, that, that the department was severely broken and crippled. And so I, I'm, I'm leading into when I thought about running for sheriff. Um, when I came back I, I, to the department, I just realized the morale was uh, in the tank. Um, people really, I could say, I don't think we're real proud of, of being here. Everybody's heads are down and they're just pretty much clocking in. And uh, putting their time in, and that's when I realized, you know what, we we need some, we have got to, we've got to have some change. And uh, I felt like I could, I'm I'm the guy that can bring that. And so, um, about four years ago, I decided I'm, I, I plan to run for share. So here we are. All right. So, Go, Jeremiah, Landon, tell
1: us about you. You, I know you've been involved in the town count, the town board in. Nights down. I know you've served as the park board president in Henry County from Memorial Park. Mm-hmm. Tell me about how you view leadership and what kind of style of leadership you expect to bring to Henry County Sheriff's Department.
2: Well, um, I have learned, even though I haven't been the sheriff, I've had many leadership roles. And the first thing that, that I like to do is, is lead from the front. And what I mean from that is I'm not going to ask somebody else to do something that I can't do uh, or, or that I'm willing to do. Um, I've kept very busy. It's been, it's easy for a, 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 seasoned police officer to, to not participate in patrols and not go on calls and think of every reason not to go on things. But I've been the opposite. Even my bi- biggest critics can say that, that I'm not lazy by any means. So I, I've been out there leading from the front, um, several different things within the department. I've proven my leadership, uh, there. Um, I, I learned from the mistakes. I try not to live in a fantasy world and say, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm perfect. I'm going to do this right. You know, I've, I've got into, uh, some things and some programs or initiatives and say, Well, we're going the wrong direction. And, and I take the, the, uh, credit for being going in the wrong direction and I try to fix things. Um, it, and, and it's a big thing to admit when, We have this great idea, and it just doesn't work out. I've had much more success than I have that, though. There have been a lot of good things. So so, uh,
1: when you're talking about the warts, what kind of program would have started to paint the picture for the average person that might not know? Um, I started – just one example comes to my um,
2: mind right away is I was asked to head up our intern program. I don't know if you've seen in the newspaper and stuff. For about five years, we get four interns from Ball State University. Uh, they get assigned to me for a semester. And, uh, I say me, they're assigned to me because I'm their instructor. We turn them into reserve officers within a semester. But let me be very clear that I don't do that by myself. Yes, I, I lead that program, but it takes the entire department and all the deputies helping to make that happen. Um, that's a huge success. Um, I've been named the insert interns, uh, site supervisor for Ball State University. Not, not just here, but through the entire program, uh, several years in a row. And, and I appreciate it. And it's hard work. And, um, another thing that I did, I started 21 years ago. You might have saw that in the paper today. I was, uh, surprised to see the story about, um, um, the Henry County New Start program. And at the in the late '90s, you may remember we had a lot of fatalities and and teenagers getting killed in car accidents and and uh, we wanted to do something. And myself and uh, Trooper Dave Whitinger, we started this program and and it's for first time offenders, traffic offenders. When a 16, 17, or 18 year old child gets a ticket, they have to come, or they don't have to anymore, but they get the opportunity to come and take this class. And they listen to us for about four hours, and and it's basically designed about if you could see what we see, you wouldn't drive in the manner that got you in this ticket and, uh, there's certain advantages for them. They, they learn some stuff. We have really good positive results back from that. And it's nothing that I stole a curriculum from or Dave Whitinger stole a curriculum from. It's something that we created and we put together and, um, we've had a lot of success, and, and for it to last 21 years, it's just amazing to me that that it's it's just gone on that long. And I worry about it next year. I worry about the intern program next year because you know if I'm the sheriff, I don't know if I'd have time to do that that stuff. I would try to find somebody else to do it. If John's the sheriff, I don't know if he'll let me do that. So we haven't talked about that stuff. So I worry about those things. That's been successful, but um, that's just a couple examples of the things that that. I've I've been able to lead, and and it's been very well recepted within so the department.
0: Under your leadership style, um, what what do you like? I'm trying to think of how to ask this, but um, in the notes you'll see it says, "Do you uh, believe in assigning people specific tasks? Are you a believer in like decentralized command?" Well, what, what I think the way I understand thoughts? that is am I,
2: am I a micromanager and absolutely not. I, I hate being micromanaged and I don't want to micromanage. There, there's times when people are new and their new career, you have to p- keep a very close eye on everything they do. But I think that your employees do better when you let them do the things as long as they're within the parameters of being legal and, and the protocol, do things the way they want to at the, at the pace that they want to do them. And uh, you allow them to shine and take credit for things that they do good you always recognize that they're doing well um, and uh, but I try to be out there with them and 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 provide constructive criticism and um you know I, I think it's real important for a leader to know what's going on first and to trust their folks to
1: to to take is, what you've taught them and, and use it. Do you think the expectation is for an elected sheriff to be out in the field It sounds like that's what you would intend to do is I, absolutely. be absolutely but still be I tell you, be running the roads, et cetera?
2: After I win, if I win, um, I think that I will be out on the road, and I'll probably put more miles on the car than any sheriff has since Vaughn Reed Jr. And I will be responding to a lot of calls. I'll be responding uh, to the to the folks and to to crashes and to help the guys. And I will not ever let our our guys feel like they don't have any help because i 'm almost having my phone on and and uh, radio on twenty four hours a day, but I will not be the kind of sheriff that goes home and shuts my radio off and and, and and shuts my phone off and relies on everybody else to go help if i If I hear something or if somebody needs help i 'm going to go. Um, there, there'll be an empty chair in that sheriff's office a lot more than there ever has. And I'm not trying to criticize anybody from the past because we all have, that's why you ask as we have our different leadership styles. I will be out there and that's why I've picked a really strong, motivated, non-procrastinating person to be second in command is, and, and to help me so that I can go out there and work because I'm not really a desk person and I hope that doesn't hurt me in some voters' eyes that I'm not a desk, desk person. I realize I'm going to have to spend time in the office and I'm going to have to make those decisions and especially in the beginning there's a lot of things to change i'll I'll change most things 180 degrees come january 1st and uh so there will be some time that i'll be tied to that office but i will not ever let one of our deputies out on working the
1: road feel like they don't have any help all right john uh, let's let's have that conversation with you as well um well and i I want this i don't want this to have to all feel rehearsed i I want it to be a natural free-flowing conversation um you know, what, I guess, what's your leadership style? How do you, you know, as Dakota put it, micromanaging? And, yeah. and, and if you intend to be out in the field yourself or if you think it's more of an administrative job?
3: Well, I, I think it's very clear listening to him uh, talk about being in the field a lot and putting more miles on, been out with the guys um, seemingly on a, on a regular basis. It's very clear that he has never um, managed a company with many, many employees. There, there comes a point where, when you have, and the sheriff's department has, including the reserves and including part time, uh, the sheriff's department has over 100 employees. There are there are 70 uh, full time paid positions, 15 uh, part time, and so that's 85. And then you say you run 25 on the on the reserves that put it at uh, 110. So. I I I love the thought, and and I I would believe that I would be out there with my guys when they needed it. I'm not going to be out running radar uh, for for sure because there's just no way to to effectively run an operation of this size, you know, with a budget of five to six million dollars in total, with all of the different uh, budgets that we uh, have um there there can't be an empty chair in the office for very long um or that will lead to that'll lead to chaos um you know something that i talking about not leaving I, and I, I wouldn't i wouldn't leave i would want my phone on as well uh i would have it on um i i wouldn't leave anybody out um and you know feeling like they don't have help um i believe that the sheriff needs to be there for uh, uh, serious calls. I, I believe that the sheriff needs to be there when the guys are working fatal car crashes, um, the sheriff and or the major. Uh, I believe when we're dealing with suicides, and we deal with a lot of those, that the sheriff needs to be there uh, to to deal with the families. You know, the officers uh, have enough to deal with working with the scene and, and it's difficult because most of the time you have multiple family members there that are dealing with the trauma, and that is something that I feel like that naturally I do well at when I show up at, at, at those type of scenes. I'm the one that the guys say, as far as you go, deal with the family. Um, and so I, I most certainly would be involved in those critical calls, and, and obviously we don't have those every day. Uh, but I, I think we're missing the you know, the understanding of the magnitude of this job. Uh, And yes, it is a, it is primarily an administrative job. You know, the, what, what is required to be a sheriff, it is interesting to point out, and I think some people don't even know this, but you do not have to have any police experience at all to be a sheriff. And, And, and those laws are sent down from the all knowing lawmakers at the state and there's a reason for that. It is it is mainly an administrative job, and um, you know it's it's not a you're out arresting people or or performing the uh, certified breath test machine.
1: So you've got a a, pay, a payroll that includes 100 people or 80.
3: Right, some people. right, right. What's the budget of, a, of the Henry County Sheriff's Department?
1: Because you've got a jail, like you said, you have a jail yeah. you're running. You've got head. So, head so there
3: are there's there are. There are several different budgets that we, we operate off of the sheriff's department budget, the sheriff budget, which, uh, has our, our salaries, um, and, and, and those type of things that deal specifically with basically the road division is about two million dollars. Uh, then you've got the jail budget that is a couple million. It, 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 it winds up to be in the five to six million dollar total, uh, range that you are directly in charge of. Um, so, you so, know, so for yeah. the
1: voters that are that are watching, essentially, you're picking somebody that's going to spend 20 million dollars on your behalf over the next four years. Right, right. Um, yeah.
3: Yeah. So I, I, I would look at more than at 40 million for the next eight. Well, we haven't not reelected a
1: sheriff in quite some time. So, let me just if I
3: can comment
2: about that, you know, that is important and um there like I said there is going to have to be times that that every day I'm going to have to spend uh discipline myself and be in the office and take care of those things. But also, what I said earlier about not being a micromanager, we have excellent people that have handled those budgets and handled those numbers and 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 I just uh, pray to God that they stay and help or at least help train new people to do that because the sheriff, at least the sheriffs we've had before, have never done that all themselves. They get help, and, and that's what I'll do is I'll get help and and hopefully retain the people that, that have handled those budgets for several years now. And uh, just, uh, again, I don't really want to point fingers at John, but he pointed a finger at me when he said um, – about that chair couldn't be empty and that I hadn't ran that company, I hadn't ran a big company like that. Well, he's right. I haven't ran a company with a 100 people in it, but I have had a lot of responsibility with a lot of different budgets. And and I think it's interesting because he said that he has the company with a 100 people with a big budget. It takes somebody to run it. He talks about the sheriff's department. It's a big budget. He's going to have to be there to run it. But yet he's willing to do both. There's going to have to be an empty chair somewhere at the company and at the sheriff's department because I don't think he has any indication. And and for the folks that need churches, I hope he doesn't have any indication of getting out of the church building business. So he has to rely rely on other people to help him um, facilitate those budgets and facilitate those decisions. And, and yeah, you've got to be in charge of and take responsibility for it. But the weight of that is not completely on your shoulders.
3: So what what you what you rely on other people to do is to do the manual labor. Uh owners of companies, they pay attention to budgets and they pay attention to the overall operation. Um and you can't get down into the weeds of being out frame, you know, in 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 a building uh aspect, out swinging a hammer framing walls. You've got to be uh, making sure that, you know, the materials are are, are lined up and 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 ordered and and so, um, again, it's mostly an administrative position. Uh, I, I want to say something that just popped in my mind. You said you never turn your phone off. I, <laughs> I, I haven't been able to get a hold of you for years uh, since the, um, uh, I think, since the time you got into some trouble that I, when I went and, I talked to the sheriff about some ways that you had been treating people, and then you called me and said that I got you fired, and how did I feel about myself? But I'm thinking that you've turned your phone off on, on me. Am I, am I, am I uh, off? Is, am I blocked?
2: Well, that, that's another problem when you assume things and exaggerate yeah. things. No, I just, number, number one, I didn't get fired, so I don't guess you right, got me fired. Right,
3: exactly right, but you told but, me you did. I, just, I, think, I think my number's blocked on your phone. Is that accurate?
2: That is not true.
3: Why does it never ring in? It, it, may, it may not be. Why does it never ring? Well, Let's get back to the. Well, I think we're going to have to say AT and T or <laughs> yeah. Cricket or something. Yeah, no. I I, I actually I, I'm pretty sure that I'm blocked. And well, call it. Let's see if yeah. it ring. lights up.
1: I'm calling it. All right. Well, well John's calling Landon, let's uh
2: it's
1: put the one at the end of it.
2: Or is no longer in service. You what number did you dial? Oh, I'll I'll I'll, I'll
0: <laughs> tell you. <laughs> don't give Landon's phone number over <laughs> over oh, I, Facebook. I don't,
1: oh, we have a lot of candidates that give their cell phone numbers out. It's always yeah, fun. Yeah, I can assure
3: yeah. you I've never blocked oh, I, John Sproul's. I, well, here we go again. All right. Your call has been forwarded to an automated It's, it's voice blocked
2: because oh, i it's yeah. it's on silent for here.
3: Uh, negative. It's blocked.
0: All right. Let's talk about policing philosophy, well, John. Well, hold on. I want to go back to uh, the leadership style because John, whenever we did the primary episode, uh, you were uh, you were the odd guy out on that yes. on the decentralized command question that I asked Landon earlier.
3: No, don't go unblocking it, Landon.
2: I, I'm not dishonest like you. I wouldn't do that. So yeah,
3: yeah. It's it's been blocked for a long time. And we're talking about leadership styles, and I, and I want to make want to make a point here that is dangerous. It's shocking. In fact, that that's a, I assume that's a department phone. And when you block a deputy's, another deputy's phone number to where if, if let's say they're having a school shooting in Knightstown and Landon's, a, it don't have his police radio on, I can't call him. That could be a life and death situation. So when you talk about leadership styles. That's an important. When you're just going to get so mad at somebody, you're just going to block their phone number. That's, that's just not
2: true, John, and that's the problem. And you assume things. Okay, well, let's, let's do. Do we really want to did, share if did, in the did, office that assumes this stuff that you're saying no, right I, now? I, because it's a lie. You're just out, out, and out lying did about you, that. Did you your give
3: me, call has been forwarded. Okay, so watch. I don't know what's wrong with your phone. I, well, okay, well, I wouldn't know how to block somebody if I wanted to. Now let me let me block my phone number and call you. So just give me give me a second here. Well, I'm sure you've worked this out ahead, because I guarantee you. I can't get you.
2: You can get anybody you want. I won't touch my phone. You look at it. You have not been blocked. I okay. have received phone Watch calls from phone. you. Watch your phone.
3: Get ready to ring. Five four five zero.
2: <laughs> this is just seems like another orchestrated event by you to make me look bad, and 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 you have to make your up things your
3: phone's ringing Landon you
2: have to make your up things your phone's
3: ringing it says block see that it no says call- no caller id that's correct that's me calling cuz you have well, my phone I'm number i'm sure blocked.
2: that you orchestrated that somehow to make a big point I, that's the way you do things you make things happen to your benefit hey Landon
3: my phone number's blocked okay if it's I, not
2: you're you're lying again you've done something i guarantee you anybody can look it? at this phone it is not locked go- <laughs> all right
3: let's
1: let's talk about
3: Landon, the issues sorry. of the race here okay sorry this Henry, is a big Henry issue county has
1: has some I what I would sense has been some somewhat of an increase in crime over the last couple of years. We, we talked about that in the in the show leading up to the May issue. Two neighboring communities have had officers that have died in, in this calendar year with violence. So I want to start with John and talk about the increase in violence that we've seen and what influence the sheriff's department has.
3: Well, obviously, the, the sheriff's department has uh, a lot of influence on, on crime. Um, and I think in the notes you talked about when crime starts to cluster, you know, what do we do? Uh, the first thing, uh, we've got to communicate. It's one thing that we do not do well. Uh, maybe I should, should rephrase that. That's one thing that we don't do at all. Our communication is, is terrible. Um, and so we've got to communicate. We've got to communicate to our people. Uh, when we have crime that is happening in certain areas, when we have, let's say, a rash of break-ins, we need to communicate to the people. Uh, just oh, yeah. I'm here. sorry. Yep. I'm sorry. I, get, I keep getting away from it. Um, we need to communicate to the people. Hey, we we've been having a rash of break-ins uh, in the southern part of the county. Uh, we need to then m- move resources down there to um, you know to to deal with that. So the sheriff's department has the ability. Uh, most certainly to to uh, put a damper on on crime, and so uh, that is obviously we're going to do that by by manpower, uh, which brings up a a huge problem. Um, you know we we are short in manpower, and and I think that may have been a, be a question in the notes later on. But uh, while we're while we're on the subject, um, we run with two deputies for four hundred and. Forty-ish square miles to cover. It's 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 phenomenal, um, and and so we we can't do a whole lot with uh, we we can barely stay up on just taking care of, of calls. Um, so to focus on um, you know clustering crime, um, we don't have the resources, and and I, and I believe unfortunately I, I I think I'm the first one to go public. But I put a video out not too long ago. About we've got to have more manpower.
1: So help, I, and I help me understand this because I'm a layman. I've done like two ride-alongs in my life. Henry County might have two sheriff's deputies on the road, mm-hmm. and then I assume you have mutual aid. So if if you, city of Newcastle, other counties, maybe maybe state police, there are others that can help.
3: Correct. In in, in extreme situations, they we don't have mutual aid to to work uh burglary patrol in in Louisville from newcastle and 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 the state we have a great working relationship um and so you know sometimes they'll have two or three officers in our county and they help out with 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 many things but the, with the property crime we're wildly yeah no naked, is it, is the exactly point right yes correct okay. absolutely
2: i just want to point out that the um the normal what we're supposed to have is four i agree that's not enough we're supposed to have four people on duty all the time but when you have somebody six vacation, you know, that cuts it down to three. We absolutely don't like for it to be under three. And during the day, we have a, a road captain, Captain Kovacs, that helps out with calls. But at nighttime, that does cause a problem. So that's something that uh, John and I agree about. We need more, but how do you get more? We've we've really struggled with uh, getting pay raises uh, for to keep the guys that we have. And, and uh, you know, I understand John's a few, but since he's came on the department, we have gone through – the jail problem, the jail overcrowding. We have had several years of COVID. This department hasn't, hasn't um, you know, acted and responded to things normally for several years because of, of the changes. We have the new jail now. The COVID seems like it's uh, uh, lightening up and we're hiring other people. You know, I think John talks about business. Every business, every agency finds themselves at a point where they're short of people. And you have to figure
0: out why. You have to try to fix it and and, and hire some more people, and we're doing that. Landon, do you think that there is a role, and I'll ask you the same thing in a second, John, Uh, there is a role that the sheriff's department plays in uh, as far as socially to get crime down? Absolutely. And, and, you know, we've we've already –
2: There's no sense in reinventing the wheel. We did this in the 90s. You remember the the crime surge in the 90s, and we had the cops grant. They put 50,000 cops on the road, and it was proven. Crime dropped all over the country, Um, and not only did we put more cops on the road, um, what we did community policing and we put the police officers out there. I remember being assigned to a community. I had Greensboro and Kennard and I would go to their town board meetings. I would make special patrols in there. I would meet the people. And um, some of the, the newer folks think that they're beyond talking to people and and uh, will probably be upset that if I win because they'll be assigned to communities again and, and they'll be aware of what's going on there with social media. Uh, my plan is to um, have a... Social media um, press release of some sort on Facebook or wherever the every Monday morning and tell the people what's happened. So because p- uh, we've had a, a severe lack of communication with the public, and, and we need to fix that. I think that the regular press conferences, the the Facebook posts or the social media uh, posts of some type. Uh, at least once a week and then when something happens I get upset because we don't do press releases when something happens like John was talking there's a serious accident or something
1: the people need to know that so we um, generate at Boss Hog we get them but they come from the state police right so if something happens the Indiana state police usually are the ones that tell us
2: well the 911 yeah. director has recreated and it's just started and it's not widely known yet something that he did when he was sheriff it was Butch when, when Butch was sheriff every morning at a certain time there was every call that was taken from the sheriff's department it was sent to the media outlet now that was before social media but uh every morning at seven o'clock they'd get a a list of all the calls that weren't sensitive in nature if it was under investigation or juvenile they couldn't do it but um and just a little brief dis- uh, description of what happened we are just now getting that started back i don't know what happened to it or it was a technical problem but uh brian true who is our it guy he has uh, re uh, got that thing going again and it's going to start going every morning so
0: so i i'm sorry I, to rewind but um it seems like you you kind of mentioned something that uh, seems like it should be uh, expanded upon, but uh, correct me if I'm wrong if you think that it's a that you want to assign deputies to um, like areas and town townships or something again yes, and it doesn't mean that they stay there but
2: uh if something comes up in Kennard, I would be able to call the deputy that is assigned to assigned Kennard and it, say, hey, can you go talk to these people? There's some problems. Can you work it out? They get to know them on a first name basis. Um, then Sheriff Kronk bought us bicycles. And I remember uh, having a bicycle on the back of my patrol car and I would go out and ride around Kennard and Louisville. And, and, and uh, it, it got us out into the community. And right now there's no initiative, partly because of COVID, because nobody wanted to talk to anybody. But there's no initiative to get the guys out there in the communities. And, and uh, I can't see... Um, the budget and in, in the county hiring any more that's already allotted yeah we need to replace what we don't have so that we have those three and four man shifts and and some tax shifts another thing is we're very stuck on a, on a cycle for a schedule we need to be creative with this schedule because right now you have two days on two days off people come on at five in the morning go off at five in the evening it's just a cycle you could still get those 12 hour shifts or eight hour shifts what are the guys want to work but they don't necessarily have to be all unison and everybody coming at the same time we should stagger those uh be more creative with the schedule basically to allow people to get out um and and talk to the community
1: and 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 be seen because it's it's much needed here so this deputy to community relationship you're proposing would that be for all communities in the county, so like the town, like Knightstown, Middletown, where they have their own departments, or even Moreland. Well, and, and the thing
2: about the, the towns that have their own police department, they're, they're a bigger town and, and they need help as much as anybody else. Uh, those departments help us. Um, you were talking about mutual aid earlier. If we need help, they help us. We go help them. And uh, it's, it's, it's even more important to communicate with those departments because sometimes they feel excluded and secluded. And, and they shouldn't because they're within the county bounds. And, and you know, if there's an active shooter or, or a bad accident, we don't draw the lines. Thank goodness I don't know of any of the community's uh, power structures that draw lines and say you can't go across this line. They go if they need help. So.
3: All, right. All right. John, uh, same questions. Talking about communication, that's that's obviously one thing that I have been very vocal about, um, and and my my plan is as far as communicating with the community, uh, I like to just speak directly to the people through Facebook, make videos. I, I like and I and I intend, and I have actually promised a campaign promise that we would have um, quarterly forums open forums to where the community would come to the sheriff's department i
1: i have a question yes sir you're not going to start getting us made fun of by taking pictures of little tiny piles of evidence and putting a picture and all the police officers in front of it and have all the yeah, <laughs> Everybody make fun of the community, are you? A press release. A press release. Your release no. No. a dime bag. $37 worth yeah. of marijuana that was claimed off Highway 103.
3: Yes, no. It's Delta 8, John. Yes,
1: oh. yes, no. Um, but I, I... I don't want to have to answer for that, because I know some of our audience is pretty rough, and I, they're going to blame me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm responsible for Henry County.
3: Yes, no, we we have to. We've got to communicate with our, uh, with our citizens, with our uh, community. Uh, it's very important, and... And I, I would, and I, I believe that we, in in communicating to our community, that's going to be a way that Landon talked about. We need to to hire more people, and we're probably not going to. We're probably not going to if nobody fights for it. I, I, I don't doubt that. But I I intend to be very direct with the, the voters and say, this is what we need, spell it out, um, put it on a... PowerPoint. This is what we need. This is why we need it. And I I believe our voters are smart enough to to get behind the message when we can show that, look, we've got to have two more officers. Right now, um, uh, we, in my opinion, we need two more officers than we currently have uh, budgeted slots for. And um, so so that we have got to push for that. We've got to fight for it. And I believe that the voters are smart enough to get behind it. And if the voters get behind it, if you go directly to the voters, the the council better get behind it or they'll be uh, moving on down the road when the next election comes up.
1: All right. I and mean, that's I mean, that's how the conversation works, right? The, sh- you, the sheriff has the opportunity to have the, the platform to speak for something. Mm-hmm. And then ultimately the county
0: council is the one that funds it.
3: Right, right. That's correct.
0: Or says, well, Mr. Sheriff, go find a grant and get it paid for. Yeah, correct. So the, the same question with you um, as far as community involvement goes. Do you think that the sheriff's department has a role in, um, in reducing crime through uh, social action?
3: Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's our job to reduce crime. That we are here to protect. Uh, that would mean reduce crime. And we're here to serve. So so being engaged with the community uh and community policing, I know we, we've heard that. Um but but the people want to know what's going on. They want to be engaged. And um and, and absolutely connecting I am a PR person, so I you know, wondering if I'm gonna be out with the community and engaging with people. Um I, I don't think too many too many people that know me very well are going to think, hey, I wonder if Sproles is going to get out there. No, I'm going to be out there with the people. And and that's uh, uh, that's a, a passion of mine. I love it. And so, yeah, I'm going to be engaged with our communities. Now, assigning officers to to communities and assigning officers uh, to zones, that is something that... Um, uh, I think this
0: came up in the primary conversation as yes,
3: well. Yes, yeah. There, there are a lot of... There's some pros to that but there's a lot of cons and one of those the biggest one in my opinion is the officers don't want to do that. They don't you don't want to say look you're going to go set in the you're going to patrol just the corner of the county up in in the Buntsville area and don't come out of there unless there's you know they need backup all the way in Knightstown, which can happen and that's that's a problem. So we've got to look at what is is, it, is it that or is it just
1: to say hey I want you to show up at the town festival in Dunreath or the Exactly or the you know, the, when there's a, a Highway 40 sale or just find a way to make yourself visible in that community to get to know people.
3: Right, right. Well, I think that the officers will follow the lead of of the leader. And um, I, I don't think that I would have to tell people, now, you better go down there. They're having that big – you better go down there. They're going to probably show up because I'm probably going to be down there. And so a lot of things you don't have to just demand. You're going to do this and you're going to do this. You lead by example. And when you're a department that is engaged with with the community – uh, your officers will pick up on that, and they'll start doing that, or else they'll start feeling like, yeah, I, mean, I maybe need to do this some more because I know he's really into that. Um, so you lead by example in, in those in those areas. All right. So last uh, last question here in the
0: policing philosophy section is um, the county has uh, many different task forces in the sheriff's department. Um, I, I want to get your guys' thoughts on the task forces broadly speaking. And then also if there is a task force that you think needs to be beefed up more, if you think there's one that needs to be whittled down, or if you would like to add one, then I'd like to hear about that as well. Uh, Why don't you go ahead and start us off, Landon? Um, Well, we currently have the drug task force that
2: is in dire need of people right now again because of the manpower but if you look at the history of our drug task force in combination with newcastle you know this community does well when the sheriff's department works with the city police departments and the town police departments but our area drug task force has done an amazing job over the last few years and and gotten a lot of drugs off the roadway i brag about them all the time i'm not involved with them but i see what they do and i know when i call them you know, they they respond and they do a good time. So, of course, I would uh, support that. And and uh, if they have any problems that, that that I may not be aware of, I would like to get that fixed. And I just hope that the city and the county can keep working together because it's worked out so well in the past. Um, and uh, we have a PACE team, which is a proactive drug enforcement um, system out on the interstate. I know that that they've got some criticism lately, but they have taken a massive amount – that's not marijuana –
1: massive amounts of uh, – uh, Listen, anyway. I've heard of some tourists passing through <laughs> from the West Coast to the yeah. East Coast that had the sorry yeah. mistake of stopping in Henry County. I'm talking about large amounts
2: of drugs that's being trafficked across the, the United States. They've, they've done some amazing things. And, and the reason they're so successful is they have the knowledge and the intelligence and they have the resources and they have the time. Those guys are assigned to that um, all the time and that's what
1: they do and, and that, uh, that program is multiple communities so it's hancock county henry county and right wayne
2: now county. it's just two when it started out it was greenfield hancock county henry county newcastle we even had a spot for a while or, or should have and uh then wayne county in richmond so i don't know about the, the, the i know the funding has changed on that but uh we have been able to keep our officer assigned out there and he's been uh, very active and and anytime you you uh, you give somebody a focus and and give them time to take care of that focus it it they do well and uh, they i would like to see that happen in the city Uh, you know a a focus an officer if if it's not that officer another officer that that is signed in the city or in the county not just the interstate on a certain issue and 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 uh you know focus on on certain things and leave them alone not let them not make them take regular calls so they can, they can gather the intelligence
1: needed, they can talk to the folks and, and, and uh, get things done. Is there anything task force-wise that can be done with highway safety, with the, with, particularly with road construction? I know we've had – I-70 has been an abs- – we've had some fatal accidents just in the last Well, for 20,
2: 25 years, I've been begging for a special uh, traffic enforcement division, and I know that would take some grant money because the, there's not the money in the county government to to say we have a traffic officer. But if if I could find some grant money to put a guy on the road and all he does is traffic, like similar to what? Uh, Indianapolis may have a traffic unit, and uh, in those construction zone, has signed him and, and have him spend time there because we do have a lot of fatalities, we do have a lot of accidents, we have a lot of aggressive drivers. I can't can't believe the amount of road rage lately. The road rage is just out of control. And uh, you know, as John says, you've got two officers running from one end of the county to the other, taking calls. You
1: don't have time to enforce that, and we need that because it's life saving. So I, I watched a uh, a box truck driver lose his mind this morning on one <laughs> three as they were paving it in front of jack's donuts the guy i he, i watched him go through all of the phases of, of of a temper tantrum sitting next to me as traffic wasn't moving but, but
2: before i uh can't speak anymore i would like to you ask about other things and, and i've thought about uh some kind of i don't know what you want to call it task force or um how you want to word it but we have a huge problem uh with uh mental Patients and 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 people that have taken so many drugs in this county that they'll never be right again. Uh, we need to figure out some way with the mental health experts in the county to work with them and and try to do something because I don't know what the answer is, but I need to be educated and I need to find out. I need to do research, but we have an ever growing amount of the public that's walking around that is just they they've just have no. Uh, ability to think anymore and they they can't even stay at shelters because they don't follow the rules at the shelters we need to we need to think about that and you know proactive enforcement to stop it from getting there but what about the people that are already there and the other thing is the ptsd we have a lot of ptsd problems Uh we need massive amounts of training on that and we need a, a program to focus on what to do with the ptsd folks so um uh and a a crash investigation team uh we we really slight we don't do everything that we could do on some investigations we call the state police in to cover for us and and to do some of the needed investigations we've we always had a uh, traffic investigation team that we could uh call in and find out the cause and and uh do everything that needs to be done. I'd like the, to bring the that reason
1: back. we don't have that. Is that because of attrition or funding or what's the uh, lack of interest? And, you know, uh, lack of interest in, you don't have a guy that raises their hand and says, Hey, we don't a have a lack now. of
2: the, the, the leadership. I think the last one we had is when Butch was sheriff. Now, I may be wrong. I haven't researched that, but we used to have a, when a bad accident happens, a certain number of people would come out. Well, uh, we had a, we had a guy that was trained in reconstruction and he quit and he left. So we never replaced him. So I think if, we would take officers that we have. We wouldn't take more officers, train them in reconstruction, uh, train them in how to interview people, uh, just have a, have a uh, plan and a focus on these things. Uh, when, when there's a fatality or serious accident that we send this team out and, uh, uh, focus on that kind of thing. So, uh, when I saw the question earlier, those things popped in my mind that, that, yes, I would like to have those endeavors put in place that we used to have or or create some new ones for the ones that we haven't had. I think
0: the uh, your mental health initiative is a pretty good idea. Uh, I mean, recent events in the past few years has brought into light hey, uh, we're expecting our police forces to deal with a lot of mental health problems with the public, but we're not training them to do that. So, yeah, I think working with uh, you know local uh, local mental health services would probably be a good idea for our sheriff's department but uh, uh John same questions for you man
3: so back uh, back to the task force issues um i I want to bring Landon up on some current events um, He said that the drug task force team uh, that we've been working together well with the city and it's the, we're 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 at a complete gridlock right now um to say that, to say that we're working together at all, uh, may be an, a, an overstatement. Um, we, we have got to, uh, we've got to bridge this. We, we have got a major problem, um, in, in not being able to, to work well with the city. And I, quite frankly, I would put that in, in our administration's lap. Well, um, what do you
0: think the cause of that is?
3: Well, I, I referred to, I referred to it in a, in a video a while back. Um, I, I think that a a big cause is, is I've been a cop for 40 years and you ain't gonna tell me what to do. I've done drugs. I've, I've worked all that stuff and there's no, you know, hey, what can we do to work together here? These are joint task force. The drug task force, it's a joint task force. There are X amount of officers from the city, X amount of officers from the county. And, um, and equal in an equal number, and um, we have just not been able to uh, to work together uh, uh, well for sure. Um, but uh, we are, we are just that's in shambles. So that that's that is currently in shambles, and it's going to take um, a leader who the city wants to work with, and uh, who the city feels comfortable to work with to the city leaders. And, um, and, and, and I, th- I think that I am the guy for that. I have, uh, I've had a good working relationship with Matt, the city chief and Justin, the, uh, assistant chief. And, um, so another thing, uh, Landon said that the PACE team has just been very proactive and, and doing a good job. I've got some, some, bad news on, on this. I think if you will look and see how many arrests our PACE team officer has had in the last couple of years, do you know how many that is? So, John, if you're asking me a question,
2: I'll answer. Again, this is why 25 years makes a difference than three. Okay. Your perspective is so skewed on that. You're okay. judging with the things that's happened in the country, the things that's happened with our staffing, the things that's happened, you're judging everything on the last three years, and I'm talking about I overall. Said, and I even mentioned in the past I said the last two. So yeah. even well, well, even well, the last in me the just, past, they, they have taken large amounts of drugs yeah. off the off the roadway. I, I understand but, that the drug task force has arrested many people here and I, to say that they don't. Maybe you're right. I know about that, but you know there's there's a thing about a leader not dirt, dirtying all the. You can be transparent right. without yeah. calling people names. Yeah. Well. But, well but, well, but, yeah, me, currently currently, yeah. it's in a bad shape, yeah. but that doesn't mean that it hasn't been. It's, I it's worked talk, out very
3: well. So I want to talk about transparency. And I'm being transparent when I'm talking about our, our PACE team. There has been, I think, from our officer, two arrests in the last five years. And and, and let, me, let me say I, something. I think
2: that's wrong. I think okay. you're exaggerating. Well,
3: you can look it up. Um, two
2: arrests in five years you're going to stick stick with that statement i said i said two years oh i thought you said five i'm sorry
3: so um yeah and i i stand corrected if that's if that's wrong but the last time that i checked i think it was somewhere in that range and another thing that I, i want to say about um the 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 pace team i don't know that we have thought this thing through very well yet or not when we are when we've got one of our guys On the interstate, that's, you're, you're looking for the big, the big loads that are going cross country. I mean, you're talking about cartel stuff. We're arresting cartel members sometimes, bringing them to our local jail, putting them in a cell with our local wannabe big time dope dealers, giving them plenty of time to build friendships and connections. That way. When they head their separate ways, man, our little dude here in town's like, dude, let me tell you something. I got a big I've got the I got a big hookup. We we've got to think these things through. You're saying that our county jail turns into a networking session? Yeah, oh well, well, absolutely. And so I think we've got to be careful. I'm not one thing that I, I will say this, if I am elective, we're going to pause the pace team immediately until we can work through Uh, all and make sure it's profitable for our county i only care about our people and i i want to i i don't want to say that wrong i care about everybody but i would just be tasked if i am the next sheriff i have got to focus on our henry county people so i the the pace team and i don't want to make
1: it personal because i know that there's probably an officer or two that are employed by this and i don't know them but i I'm guessing that there's a line item that comes from a program that pays for that. So if you say, I'm not taking that program, then that officer has to be funded a different way.
3: There was many years ago. That's been gone for a long time. We're paying the salary for, for that officer. He's our is officer.
0: It, does the PACE team officers? he one of the two that we have? He yes. is one of the two, yes. And, and he's so, our officer. Okay.
3: So when we are slammed, I'll tell you this, when we're slammed. So
0: Henry
1: County Sheriff's Department's paying for it, but you're that putting the person on, the, That's on I-70.
3: And it's very difficult for our officers when we're slammed, run a call to call. We've got two guys out here and we've got an officer just sitting on the interstate. He's there or not there. I don't know. We, we don't know. Um, and so we've got to focus on taking care of our people. We have, we only have so many resources. We talk about, We talk about we want to get a crash investigation team. We can't even put an adequate road coverage team together for one shift, hardly. So that's great. It sounds great. So, are you against
2: against having a SWAT team too? Because that takes resources.
3: No, I'm not against having a SWAT team. We currently have that. And, and we have, we've had that for many, many years. So, yeah. So I, so we understand the resources that we have to work with right now. We're working with those, but to add another team, another thing we cannot compete. The state police are wonderful. We work together wonderfully well with them. They bring in the most high tech equipment. They bring in drones. Um, they have teams that focus on that. We have got to narrow our focus. They've got the fanciest MRAPS in all the state. They do, they do. So we have to focus on. We've got to take care of our people first before we get spread out into special teams. That all sounds good, but but we've got to. So focus what, are, on. what
1: about the construction zone safety question? Because that, that's my yep. my day job is in, right. is in road construction. Right. Well, and I know it's a I know it's a, sometimes I'm the guy on the other side of the orange barrels.
3: To, to my knowledge, to my knowledge, and I, I've never worked these details. Um, but, um, the, the, the construction companies. They have, they have officers that they pay like $50 an hour, which is wonderful. They'll, our, have, a, our, they'll have a line item yes. for additional
1: LEOs, but then the locals can do something as well.
3: Yes, yes. Well, we don't have the manpower to do that. Yep. And they're paying our people. And, and again, it's wonderful because I, I hear our guys say they're like making 50 bucks will, an hour. That's right, awesome. Right. Someone will yeah.
0: volunteer in the sheriff's department if the, yes. That yes. Yeah, they have
3: sign up sheets and and that's a great thing. And our, our guys love to do it because it's extra money for them and uh, so they're covering that and and you know really they need to cover that they don't they shouldn't put the burden on us when you know the state's paying multi-gazillions of dollars to redo state road 3 right. well you need to bring your own uh, security with it we we can't right
0: well I, I, I mean they are already hiring like right and whoever and they can just add that on the biggest right, the artery safety. exactly the yes. biggest
1: artery in our community is state road 3 yes. and from i70 to essentially I, I don't know. Walmart area is going to be entirely under barrels next year. So you're going to have some severe <laughs> yes. construction and, yeah, and right. issues. Zach just panicked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's what? it's coming. That's why I can I can see the future here a little bit. So I wanted to try to have this conversation right. oh, about because no, yes. there are you know there are going to be more significant accidents. There's going to be road rage. There's going to be
0: what issues. What are your thoughts, real quick, John, about? Um, uh, Landon's posi- position with mental health training for our Sheriff's Department?
3: It is it is definitely um, one of the most taxing things that we're dealing with right now. Um, we are running um, emergency detention, so that is, is when somebody is deemed um, a harm to themselves and a judge gets involved and and signs an order to put them in a facility for 72 hours. They become um they are in, in our possession at that time I heard Elkhart County goes 10 days I heard that too yeah well so so we have to we have to transport these people usually to Indianapolis that's well Anderson is our short run options in Indianapolis is about an hour then we'll go out to Greenwood we go up to Crown Point and and we cannot we are running these transports constantly
1: is that is that where you use a reserve for that kind of for, It's where we would like
3: to use a reserve but but uh it's been it's been very difficult uh to get reserves to cover those I'm not allowed access on the reserve schedule for whatever reason it may be the same reason I'm blocked on the telephone, but I have no access, so I can't. I, That's a today issue. But the yes, sh- I assume yeah, the sheriff yeah. knows what's going on with the reserves. Uh, I, I, I uh, don't a, know. I've
1: got a head nod from Landon <laughs> on that.
3: Well, we we don't. So I'll say right. that the sheriff, Merritt yeah,
1: Road deputy. Yes, don't correct. Know what, if the sheriff's, reserves.
3: if the sheriff knows what's going on with the reserves, good. But as far as on the road working, uh we 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 have no idea.
1: Okay. All right. I want to take a second to thank our sponsor once again for uh, for helping us out. I don't get to respond series. to that. You
3: will. I just got to okay. get this read and right. we'll come
1: right back. Wyland's Flowers, The Slick Pickle, and Big Bounce have been incredible to Boss Hog and we want to make sure we give them all the love we can. Okay, everybody took a breath. You go, Elena. <laughs> All right. So John just said some things about the
2: reserves. We uh, have an amazing reserve program, but it's it's awfully good. We keep losing people to full time positions, and when we get a new reserve, it's usually somebody that doesn't have a lot of training, and it takes a lot of time to get somebody on the road. And uh, unfortunately, right now we're about ten down. We're, we're allowed twenty five, and we're down to
1: just below fifteen. So we're rebuilding. That. So pitch that if somebody's watching and says, you know what, I'd like to, I'd like to be a reserve. What, what do they need to do? they need to first fill out an application.
2: We'll do a background check on them. And uh, if they pass, they come in for an interview and uh, go through the process. If they get selected, they have to go through a state-mandated 40-hour pre- Basic class, which is about 50 hours, really. And, uh, then go through an FTO program. So it, it takes a while to, to get them done. A field training officer. They have okay. to be assigned with somebody. They can't just jump in the car after 40 hours and go out and work. So, um, it's nice when we get a retired officer or somebody from another community that's already done it. But, uh, and, and just. When I talk, maybe I didn't make myself clear, John's talking about what happens after the person makes it to the hospital and that we have to transport and and yes there's uh the reserves do get picked on a lot if they're out working, they're the ones that get picked to take that call clear across the state and uh, but I was talking about before they get picked up and taken to the hospital uh a task force to to get out and uh communicate with these people and see why they're doing what they're doing and again. I don't know how that looks, but I think that we need to get some cooperation with with the mental health folks before the fact, before they yeah, are make you it possible. Like,
0: um, just having someone who works in mental health across in the county, like having them come in and and just talk to you guys, do put on a training or something. Yeah, and and um, yeah, because it's
2: a different way to respond to people. It's Back before we had autism training, we didn't know how to respond to an autistic child. Now we do, and it's very successful. And I just think that we need some more training, some more maneuvers, some more techniques to deal with people with PTSD. And
1: uh, because you deal with them differently and people with mental problems than you do other folks. So we've been dealing with this headcount issue, and one of the, the Facebook Live questions came in uh, from a guy named Paul Morrill. He says, the uh, who's the uh, president of the Rush County uh, Merit Board, uh, and my dad. Uh, the Indiana Law <laughs> Enforcement, uh, Academy entrance physical test says it's the same for a man as a woman. Do you agree that men and women are physically different? So you would advocate for physical standards being different from a man or a woman, uh, it, as they go through the, uh, through the academy? We'll start with Landon on that. I don't,
2: I'll tell you what, that is a, uh, misbelief. I, there are more uh, women out there that do this job ten times better than, uh, a lot of the men in the job. And, and, and physically, mentally, um, and they do it more calmly. They learn quicker. And, uh, you know, the standards as far as the, the entrance standards, like the push-ups and sit-ups, is that what he's talking about? I assume I, the physical, assumes, yeah. the physical things. I don't, I don't see why there should be any difference in that because I don't know of a, of a case where. What, what, what is, is it? What? Uh, what? Twenty-five push-ups, twenty-five sit-ups, a mile and a half, and uh, sixteen minutes. Uh, oh, okay. three hundred. What is it? Three hundred meter.
3: Six, I don't, I don't. Yeah, sixteen thirty-eight on the mile and a half. That's the exit. Uh, this isn't Navy SEAL training we're talking no. about. Yeah. Well, I I think the the way to answer that question is very very simple. Um, does the does the situation that we're getting called to, which we don't know what it is, it might be a shooting. Uh, God forbid, in one of our schools it, does that adjust if a female officer's coming you know oh wait, man, female man. officer's coming let 's we can only shoot no no, so absolutely not i mean the, this job has certain requirements, and those we we 've got to be in certain physical shape i mean the the situations are not dictated by whether there 's a a a woman law officer showing up or a man you 've got a situation you 've got X amount of people fighting. They don't care whether a woman's coming or not. So absolutely not. Yeah. We've got so both to of, maintain you kind of agree our, On that one. Yes. Yeah.
1: All right. Um, let's, let's talk about the, I guess, the relationship that you would have with council, the, with the county council when it comes to budget and how do you advocate for changes that you're trying to make financially?
2: Landon. And I, I know John will strongly disagree with me, but I think running a business, I ran a small business, nothing like what he did and it wasn't near as successful as what his was. But I did run a business and I think it's completely different than the way government works because government's frustrating. The first thing I learned when I started getting on the boards was everything's so slow and there's so many steps to go through and there's so many things to make the state board of accounts healthy and each office has its own responsibilities and you, you just can't go in and demand things and, and, and scream for things. You got to be able to work with them and, and, and my experience with the, the park board and the food and beverage board, um, is that I was able to communicate with them well. Um, I was able to be realistic with them them I wasn't able to be hey it's my way or the highway, it was all about compromise. And we made lots of progresses. And I, I every one of the council members um, and the, the commissioners I've worked very well with and I haven't agreed with them all the time. Uh, I, I'm sure you've seen that, but I respect all of them and I, I think that, that I could work with them really well and, and sitting on the Knights Town Council, you know, it's a big challenge sitting on the other side of, of the bench and, and and hearing people come in and demand things and say it's gonna be this way or the highway and, and government just doesn't work that way. Would it be Nice if we could fix all of government and say yes, it, it would be easier. Yes, you're, you should, you know, fall for the demands of whoever is the loudest in the room or whoever thinks they're the smartest. But it's just not that way. There's there's uh, safety nets and and uh, things so that the loud demanding person doesn't just get their way and everybody else has to go along with what the loud demanding person wants. So.
1: All right, how do you how do you plan on working the politics of right. getting your office funded, John? Right.
3: So uh, you know, Memorial Park Board and and the needs for more patrol officers. You know, I don't know about Memorial Park Board, but you know, there's no need to yell and scream and demand that we need to plant three more trees. But oh, we it, have plenty to yeah. yell about over there, John. Yeah. I've I've done my tour <laughs> there then, too. But but here but here's <laughs> the thing: when it comes to our officers' well-being and the well-being of our community, um, there does come a time where you have to get serious and say, hey, look, our guys are overworked. They're stressed out. They, we, we can't, they can't take a vacation because we don't have enough employees, um, and, and we're not able to adequately protect and serve. So th- there, are, there are times where it does take some pushing, um and and some I, I don't know if the word is the right word some strong arming and for for me to know that i have never i haven't heard i haven't heard in the last several years uh anybody saying we've got to have more deputies on the road uh, we we have uh, our our council does a great job and i, I want to say this while, while we're at it uh chad Malaco. Uh, pushed really hard recently to get our deputies a three thousand dollar raise, and, and I want to send a shout out to him. He pushed hard. He did, he's not working for reelection, and and he hung in there and fought that battle and was able to get that uh, for our guys. And, and I appreciate that. So we have some smart people up there. Um, they I just don't think they're being presented. I don't think they know. What we really need. I don't think we're coming in there and spelling this out. I've been going to budget meetings recently and I am shocked at the lack of, of preparedness on our part, on our administration's part, uh, to, to adequately show the council what we need. Um, there was a, there was a question in here about, um, how are we going to spend, spend our money? And I'm still dealing with council things and, and would we change how we spend our money? We don't even know how we spend our money. How do we know if we're going to change? We don't know where it's going. I'm going to give you a couple examples that, that are shocking. Uh, I, one of the budget sessions that I was at, um, I, I, I've been reviewing the budgets. I, I, um, I've requested the budgets in the last several years and just going through them line item uh, upon line item. And, and there is a line item for training. We need training. There should be a lot of training and a lot of training expense. I'm sure there's, there needs to be more. It has zeros in it all the way through the last three years, zeros for training. So I ask, Hey, um, what, what's, why do we have zeros in, in the training fund? We obviously have to spend money for training. And the exact answer that I got and that the council got, because as this is a council meeting was, Uh, We just usually take that out of um, of, um, vehicle maintenance fund. Now that's unbelievable. That that is that is that is unbelievable. It's it's unacceptable. Uh, Another item. Why are we spending eighteen thousand dollars for garbage removal? Well, garbage removal is only three three or four thousand. We just use the other money for other things. So they do transfers after the budget's passed, essentially. Yeah, we need line items for these things. We have we don't have a grip on on what we actually need because we don't know so when we ask for well how much money was spent in training well i don't know we took it out of the automotive fund and so i I don't really we're not tracking adequately we've got to get a hold of that first where are we actually spending money at then we can look at you know what kind of changes that we need to make so we're not presenting to the council our needs
1: so did I hear a policy point that your intention is to advocate for the addition of two new merit deputies for Henry County? That
3: Day one, maybe November the 9th. Um, a, a, we have to have it. We have to have two more deputies. We've got to have five-man shifts. We have four-man shifts, and you've always got somebody gone for vacation or, or, or for some reason. So you, three is, is going to be the about the best that you can count on and we need if we had five man road shifts we would be okay because more than likely the best you're going to have is four our guys need vacation our guys need to be able to to take their days off you've got to step away from this job this is a very intense a very stressful job we have got to focus on the health and well-being of of our guys and and yes advocating for two we've got to have two two more road deputies immediately.
1: So, Landon, in that conversation, I, you've been with the department for 25 years or so. Has the headcount dropped yes. in that time? So that yes. this isn't this wouldn't be a new all-time max. It's it's dropped down. Right. Uh, at least one
2: I know of. And then if uh, John would get his way and get the pace team guy back, that would get us back to what it was when I started. And um, that does need to happen. I agree with John. We need those, more, those people. And uh, because... We deal with people being injured. We deal with people training. We we do a lot of training, which is a good thing. I'm an advocate for that. But when they're training, we have to cover their shifts and then either pay them for their training or give them a training paid back day. I I wish we could pay them for their training. So, yeah, John and I are on the same page on that. We don't do paid for training? Um, If it's on their regular shift, they get paid, of course, but um, they have a choice of getting uh, comp time or – a training payback day, which creates another schedule problem because you know on the Saturday and Sunday after training, anybody that's had training during the week they're going to uh, get a day off i don 't agree with that, but it would be nice if they were paid, but I also understand the the, the budget constraints and everything else sense. and the comment about the the training light item you know I, I I agree with John, but I also know in the very short time that i've been dealing with budgets is sometimes the government will create some kind of uh, Incentive and give you money, and and to get that money, you have to create a line item on your on your budget. You have to do the the, the ordinance and the, the special paperwork, and you do it, and then that fund fizzles out. And then you know, five years from now, you still got
3: that line item, but that money is not coming in anymore, so it will say zero. Well, it's a training. We have the government's not funding our training. That's just training, and so. We, we but have I, I'm to.
2: a strong advocate of doing our local training, just like I want our guys to do our own crash investigations. And, you know, I don't know how you can sit and say, oh, we don't need a crash investigation team that we can let the state police do that and then say, well, but we we we. Do need our other specialties, and and I, you know, I'm a former SWAT team guy. I used, I headed that. I was a SWAT team commander for several years. I would never want to do with a a way with a SWAT team, but because I don't want to rely on the other agencies to come in and wait on them. But I also feel the same way. If if we have the the guys that can get trained in the other specialties that I mentioned with the community policing and all that stuff, I I think we should go forward with it.
1: So. A little bit off topic here, but I think it's topical, uh, or it should be in the conversation. The President of the United States today, apparently, they floated the idea of to, doing two things with regard to federal drug legislation. Pardoning federal prisoners for cannabis and descheduling marijuana. So what effect would that have to a county sheriff's department? and is there is there any change in in your views on
3: cannabis since
1: you visited us in april john
3: <laughs> no so so we have to enforce laws we don't make the laws and i'm just going to stick with that that that's they they can the lawmakers can pass whatever laws that they want to, i'm not going to get involved in that conversation of well man if we did this we could do we're going to enforce the laws that we have and and you know any talk other than that is is i think it's it's not you know, it's not beneficial at, at this point because it doesn't matter what 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 we think it will do. Right now, the laws are as they are. And until they change, I'm not going to spend time trying to figure out what what will how that will affect us. All right. Landon, same, so, same so conversation.
2: Yeah. Change is tough. And uh, the older you get the The harder change is, and uh, I know I talked on the show last time I was here about how I was changing, and, and in a forum, you know I was strictly horribly against any type of marijuana being legal. And as I have evolved and as my children have grown age, uh, older and especially my son have educated me on a few things, I have changed my mind. I wouldn't like it, but I wouldn't fight and I wouldn't gripe about the, the legalization of marijuana in Indiana because it's coming this way anyway. It's already been, uh, lessened in the amount of, uh, charges and, uh, you know, that way now. Now what you're saying today to take people out of prison that's already there, you know, I'm going to have to think about that one for a while. I'm not sure, and it would have to be. I would want to know how much. And and and. Well, this would be the president with federal, not not your federal state money. Yeah, so, not state. The fed
1: folks that are in federal
2: prisons. Yeah, I I don't. Man, if if they're in federal prison for a reason and it was a large amount, I'd hate to see them just walk.
0: I think that the I think the administration said in their uh, release that because. It's so few that are actually in federal prison due to marijuana. It was going to be somewhere like around a thousand people. Thousand people countrywide. across the whole country. Yeah, so, and I don't know what
2: you're talking. I just taking yeah. your word for it. So, but it's not. It, it's, it's coming shockingly low. Yeah. And uh, the the marijuana. And you know, I always talk about when somebody asks about marijuana. I talk about the folks that have smoked marijuana their whole life. They've managed to do it without getting in wrecks. They have managed without you know getting. Uh, Growing three hundred thousand pounds of marijuana in their backyard, they've managed to do it out of trouble, and, and those people aren't a problem. It's the people that go out and get high and drive a car. So if we have a way to measure it, we have a way to to manage it. And and as we do alcohol, you know, I I, I have come full circle about being lighter on 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 the marijuana use. And uh, you know, if there's a thousand people being incarcerated across the country, and and that would that's all that that would affect
1: but at the federal level. There's, the there's federal level. There's plenty more statewide. Yeah. But you, it, I just, I, I feel like there's a reality that as a society we're, we're catching up to. And I know my friends in the prosecutor's office and then the sheriff's department are, it's, it's a professional issue, but we're surrounded, man. Like the state of Michigan literally has billboards that as soon as you cross up an I 69, they are telling Hoosiers, hey, here's where you go. When you go to Illinois, it's the same thing. You've got, you know, we're, we're putting up blinders to pretend like that it's not an issue. Um. Well, I have a lot of
2: empathy for people and I've pulled over people on the interstate and, and you know, you can check my 25 years. I've taken a lot of people to jail for, for weed and other drugs. And I, I truly feel bad now if I pull somebody over and they have some cookies or some gummies that are legal in Michigan and they've got them in Indiana, they're not legal here. But they bought them legally, and they're just driving through Indiana. It's it's hard for me to arrest them. I call that weak, whatever you want, but it's hard for me to go ahead and arrest them when I, when they bought it legally, and they're going to somewhere else where it's legally, and they're driving across the
1: country. You know? I call them tourists.
0: All right. So quote. I think the quote that I hear from this podcast the most out of 272 episodes was whenever we did the primary episode, and I asked this question, and you said, if I pull someone over and they have weed and they say it's Delta 8, I say thank you for smoking Delta. And I hear people, like, all my friend group at least is like, that was hilarious. That's so good. All right. So, Danny Morrill.
1: The the, the Morrill family is filling the chat, or they're the ones I'm reading today. Uh, there's more in there. Danny, Danny Morrill. Like, there's there's, there's tons people of watching. people watching, lots of chats, but I, I have to have uh, Christmas dinner with these folks. So, uh, <laughs> Danny wants to know... Uh, Landon, what are what are John's strengths? And then, John, you're going to have to... I think Danny's been through counseling. And John, <laughs> is this John, marriage counseling? John, you're going to have to tell Landon what his strengths are. What? So what, what, what are the strengths? I'll be glad to start. I'll, yeah, I'll start, point out something
2: Landon. that I may get slapped and, by some people. And I swear, people. if this
1: is a backhanded compliment, hey. Zach's turning off microphones, people. Okay,
2: that's fine. <laughs> but I may get slapped by some people right now because this has been one of the most uh, contentious awful shares races i've ever seen starting in january but i will take credit i remember the day very well john remembers the bad things i remember the good things that um i asked him to come to caddis and be one of our our deputy marshals and then he was there and then i asked him i said why don't you come to the county i think you'll be happy and he came to the county as a reserve so his work ethic uh, his his family values and his dedication to his family are just second to none. Uh he would do anything for his family. I admire him for that. I admire what he what he when he worked for free, you know. I admire the fact that he has a business that is I maybe this isn't right, a million dollar business or more that he wouldn't have to put a uniform on and put his life in risk and, and to have all that I admire the fact that he does it when he wouldn't have to.
3: All right. John? Well, it, it's easy uh, for me to comment on this. I tell a lot of people. In fact, I told somebody yesterday uh, that Landon does a great job in 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 training uh, training other officers. I Landon is very smart and he's and he's very quick, a quick thinker. Um, a lot of people aren't quick thinkers. They're you know they're they're like a, a an old mule staring at a new gate. Uh, <laughs> But uh but Landon is very sharp, very knowledgeable in in um in, in laws and um he has a passion for helping uh people who want to get into law enforcement. He has a passion for helping them get in and get in a uniform and get to work to start to fulfill their dreams. So he does a great job with that uh i know that he cares about the people that uh you know his reserves and the people that he that he teaches and um so yeah we we have we believe it or not we we have positive things to say about each other but you know it it is campaign time and we you know we have to we have to fend for ourselves here and that does make it difficult it's it, it's hard on uh Friendships, and and I, I hope that we can uh, look beyond that. Um, but you know, uh, yeah, one, it's one thing I thought about um, after
0: our primary episode. We had so many guys in here, you know, running uh, running for this position, and everyone had a lot of disagreements. But one person was going to come out on top, and I thought. I wonder. I I wondered if it would make it difficult to go back to work with that person after they won. You know what I mean? As like you, it, you, you would. It would bruise. It's going to bruise the person that doesn't win. It's going to bruise their ego. Well, well
2: if I don't mind to speak about that, and and again, you know, the truth's the truth. I've lost some elections, and uh, not for sheriff, but um, I've lost a couple corner races. I lost a town council race, and. Uh, I can go back and work for that person without feeling bruised. And I felt that way with John. And even after the primary, we had had a short conversation about we didn't want to get nasty and everything. And and uh, just to be 100% honest, I was still feeling that way. And then the video you had the other day was absolutely awful and just made me look terrible. So I would feel bruised. And, and I've told people I'm not going to retire. I want to stay till I'm sixty five or sixty eight. I'm 65 or 68. I don't care who the sheriff is and that I could work for anybody. But you know that, that video was bruising, and, and I would hope I would never make John feel that way. I would never want him to feel like, like, like I felt after I listened to that video. And, and I would want John to know that if I win on uh, November 9th, there would be no difference in my opinion that I stated while well ago. But I am, I am a little bruised over, over that, and I hope there's no more of that in this campaign because just, I just didn't think it was necessary. And,
3: uh, Can you tell me exactly what you were bruised about? The what? Can you tell me exactly what you were bruised about? You said that I was the
2: last, uh, the, the lone standing good old boy and that I, uh, something about criminal activity and that, that every sheriff had covered my criminal activity and I just didn't appreciate that because there is no, nothing to cover and I don't feel like I'm a good old boy system. You know, it took me almost 20 years to get promoted to sergeant because I didn't, I didn't uh, fit in any narrative. To to be a good old boy, and I don't even know what a good old boy is. You know, I I see some positive things about good old boys because I do things the the old way. But I was just disturbed that that I was the last good old boy standing, and I didn't know who the ones that weren't standing, and I didn't know what I did to 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 um, earn that. So, but that's my negative thing about it. But to answer your question honestly,
3: yeah, well, you know, I I've talked a lot about the good old boy system. And, and when you tell me that you have no idea what, what I'm talking about, um, I'm surprised that you would venture into saying that. Um, I've obviously been around. I was, I was around before you got here on the reserves. Um, very familiar with the department and have been throughout the years. And, and, and let me explain uh, to you what I mean about the good old boy system. When I say the good old boy system, I'm talking about a group, uh, in our case, a group of guys who have worked together for many years who have covered for each other. And I I mean that when I said they've covered. I I mean that very seriously. And I'm going to be very, very discreet. I'm going to be very discreet. I'm not going to throw um, specifics here. But, But a group of people who have covered for each other for many years. So what happens is you cannot call something out because everybody's got dirt on everybody. And I've got news for you. When I talk about the good old boys, it's it's the good old boys that everybody's got dirt on everybody. And when I say that that um, our department has covered for you, you know exactly what I mean. And you you are compromised and indebted to the good. You're indebted for your career to the good old boys, and so. When there was a question in here of, of, you know, who, who do you, you know, why do you think you are the right leader? Here is, here's the situation. You cannot, the, the meaning for, uh, compromised is, is to be made vulnerable by exposure or possible revelation. That's what the dictionary meaning is. And when someone is compromised, when someone knows something on another person, you have this in big government like crazy, everybody's compromised. So you can't get anywhere. And and so the good old boys, you see them just keep hanging around. They keep hanging around on, on county payrolls because they help the next guy get in. And they say, hey, I want that job coming up. You can help me get it. And uh, what's that guy going to do? He's going to get it for him because he's, hey, you better get it for me because you know what we've done for you. And here's the bottom line. The bottom line is, you were involved in one of the biggest cover-ups I think this county's ever had. And you are totally compromised, and you totally owe your career to even be here to other good old boys. And I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to be discreet and leave it there. You know what I'm talking about. You're compromised. I don't owe these guys anything. The good old boys haven't helped me. You talked about being tough going back to work. You think the sheriff called me and said, hey, John, you know, you're a Republican, I'm a Republican, I want to say congratulations on winning the primary? Never. In fact, he's boldly proclaimed, I'll never tell that kid congratulations. He shouldn't even be up here. And, and so this is, the good old boys are not happy with me. So I'll tell you this, I don't owe them anything. So I can take care of business without being worried that that so-and-so is going to expose something on me if i don't if i don't get him this next job so this is a very serious issue in fact it's the most serious issue of this campaign
1: so we've got a little bit more than 30 days for for these guys to make their case to the voters Uh, i think we will probably get to the point here where we'll go through final thoughts and Landon and, and John will both each get a chance to talk, cover anything they forgot, kind of a, a closing conversation from the boss hog side. I encourage everybody that's watching and listening to, uh, to follow their campaigns on Facebook, reach out to them. I know both of these guys are available and uh, if they haven't made it to your doorstep yet, I bet them or folks from their campaign are probably going to get, get to you. Uh, Landon, tell us, tell us how people follow you. Uh, anything we left out or you want to cover the floor is yours, man.
2: I, um, Certainly have a Facebook page. Um, I also, that phone number that John was talking about is out there everywhere, so people are welcome to call me. Um, You know, I just strongly disagree with everything that John said. I respect him, and and I don't feel like I'm compromised, and I certainly don't promise anybody anything. Um, I think I have the reputation just the exact opposite, that uh, when I arrive on the scene, there may be some police officers that may be saying, oh, be careful, Landon's here. I'm okay with that. With that reputation. Um, Just that being said, I want to be your next sheriff. Um, I think I would do a good job. I would be dedicated. Um, I would work hard for every single person. Uh, You can't find any video or anything where I've said a certain sector of people in this county are uh, inferior. I I would would treat everybody the same. Um, I think the reason that um, I would make a better choice than John are several things but he has a lot of assumptions he has little bits of knowledge and he assumes things and and then he repeats them as the truth Do um, think about not just me you know it, I, I've been tore across uh, social media for several years the court of public opinion I've definitely been in and You've uh, been
0: in the public eye too long To, to and write.
2: I've had uh I've had uh, I've had to deal with a lot of things and um a lot of those people think think that uh, uh something's a certain way and uh then they make those assumptions. But forget about me for a minute and think about a sheriff that would make those assumptions about you. He gets a little bit of information, doesn't know anything about a situation and he makes an assumption that you uh belong to a certain people. It's just like one of his videos he said I voted for Joe Biden. Well, when I remember when I voted, I don't remember John looking over my shoulder so assuming that I because I'm a democrat that I would vote for joe biden really it's you know it's none of his business, but those assumptions are dangerous and um being around and and seeing people uh, rise and fall for the last twenty five years, having the compassion that I have for folks i wouldn't let that happen to anybody else and uh and it's just law enforcement maturity and uh i don't i don't think i don't agree with that good old boy thing i don't agree with uh anything he said about anybody being compromised and i don't ever remember anybody covering for anything i always felt like if i did anything i'd be the first one to go so um but i do appreciate john's honesty and uh you know the i, I again i'd like to appreciate the vote i would treat john well i'd treat every one of the deputies well i'd work well with the county i've had that experience i just uh, think about uh Folks' idea that, like John's business, his business has been around for twenty some years. Some of uh, you take the farming business that's been in the family for a hundred years. Somebody green come out and, and work with you for three or four years, and then all of a sudden they decide that they can run that company and they can do it as well as you. I don't agree with that. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's a certain individual that can, but. Uh, I know that I, I would I would work hard for the citizens and and and, and communicate well, and uh, I would I'd love to be your next sheriff. So and and the the main thing is is I want to remain spe- respectful and uh, it, I want to treat everybody in the county, not just my opponent or the employees, but I want to be respectful to everybody. You know I've 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 learned that over the years. A, a couple people on the internet said, yeah, he's a smart aleck, he's this or that. I remember a time when I was a smart aleck with people, and I remember a time when I uh, several times that I did make mistakes and maybe say the wrong thing and say a little too strong of things. But that's what maturity in law enforcement. I'm not talking about maturity as a person, but maturity in law enforcement has uh, given me the, that I, I, I can uh, re- respect folks even when I'm not like them or
0: uh, agree with them. Listen, right. now, we've been putting videos on Facebook every week for six years. We know a lot about people coming after us on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we've uh we've gotten some calluses all right john final final
3: thoughts here well you want to talk about honesty and you um, you want to sit here and say no your phone number's not blocked it's dishonest you want to sit here and say that you have no idea what i'm talking about and and if you want to keep playing that game I, I can be very specific about what I'm talking about if you want me to. If Are you, you really threatening me? No, no, no. Oh. I'm just. You're saying you no, don't. I know. appreciate your honesty. Okay. I appreciate well, the- yeah. So so let me. Here's here's the bottom line, Landon. When I talk about you being compromised, you got arrested when you were a deputy sheriff, a Henry County deputy.
2: Sheriff. That is a lie. I have never been arrested, Honor. Okay. And see, that's right. the, that's what you do. You're taking stuff off the yep. internet. Yep. And that's a complete lie. Hold
3: up. I got I got news for you. I know the officer that arrested you. Okay.
2: I have never been arrested. Not one time.
3: Well, I'll tell you what. I just talked to one of your former bosses. Obviously, there's one who went and picked you up. That knows a lot more about the situation. I was
2: never arrested. There was no need to be picked up. You're just listening to rumors. And this is, is this what we want a sheriff to do? Listen to rumors. And now he's, he's, he's playing the Washington game. He wants to smear me in any way he can. He's reviving uh, uh, a character assassination well, from two me, years well, ago.
3: Well, let me talk for a second and then you're welcome to talk. Um, like I said, I don't owe anybody up here anything. All right. I'm not depending on any good old boys. I know the officer that arrested you. I know exactly what happened. I know. Hold up a second. Don't, you don't have to shake your head. I went and talked to the sheriff that hired you. Landon, here's the bottom line. There comes a time where you've got to face reality. Okay? You were arrested. It was covered up. I will not go into detail what you were arrested for. Nor, what, nor about you resisting arrest, but I'm going to oh tell you this. Gosh. I'm going to tell you this. There comes a, a time for reality to hit, and I know that reality is the leading cause of stress, but tonight's the night. Well, I guarantee you,
2: you're wrong. You're listening to rumors. I've never been arrested. Nobody had to come and uh, get me. You're wrong. You want to? I mean, I, could br- I, I can bring up stuff where things covered up in your life. Do you want me to do that? Do you want me to do that John? I mean that's what you're you're doing. Uh, you want a, what? A, a cover up? I've got a report right here you might want to read. All right. I don't
1: want to go any further in the well I, i've been a, smeared
2: a, now and i see the problem is there's going to be a lot of people believe what he said there was a lot of people believe that two years ago i have never been arrested i
3: swear under god i've never been arrested wow. i certainly never wow resisted and, anybody and you, and you want to lead a county of people with that kind of dishonesty landon it's terrible all right you're assuming things question
1: this way john have you ever been convicted of a crime negative okay Landon, have you been convicted of a crime? Never been convicted or arrested of anything.
3: Have you been prosecuted for a crime?
1: Never been prosecuted for a crime. John, have you been prosecuted for a crime?
3: No, I haven't, and okay. I've never been arrested and had somebody come pick me up and take care of it. And here's the bottom line: That's it a happened. Lie. Landon, all
1: right. I'm not going to decide it. Dakota's not going to decide it.
3: We're having it's an election. already been decided, but
1: the vote is going to be taken by the people of Henry County <laughs> in 30 days, right? So people can recognize the conversation we've had they're going to be the judge and we're going to go from there any final thoughts from you dakota
0: i have nothing thank you both for coming i know that it takes a lot to put your name on the ballot i have a i've never done it myself but i have a lot of really close friends that have ran campaigns i know it takes a lot out of you it takes i mean to just put your name on there it it's difficult and uh you know voters they uh they deserve a choice in every in every race so
1: Yep. As, a, as a guy that's run for office three times myself, I thank you both for being a part of the part of the process, giving us choices. Um, I don't know what Henry County's going to do, uh, but I'm looking forward to the continued conversation. And each of these guys is going to have a case to make to the voters of Henry County between now and the first Tuesday of November. Uh, once again, another thank you to the uh, presenting sponsors of the Boss Hogger Liberty Candidate Series, Wyland's Flowers, Big Bounce, and the Slick Pickle. We, uh, we will see you guys next week. I think we're going to talk to some county council folks, and we're going to ask them if maybe we can get some more sheriff's deputies for the uh, Henry County Please Sheriff's Department. Right. If it's That's in the budget. budget. We'll yeah. talk next week.
3: Thank you.